It's time once again for another episode of Georgia Business Radio. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. Well, today we're live here on Georgia Business Radio, and you've got Michael Moore, Rich Casanova, and Artie Ruderman all in the studio to interview some fabulous guests for you. We're going to start off this morning with uh, Dr. Allen. Wow, I'll tell you what, uh, I got this title here that, that Dr. Allen's going to tell us about, which is wild, but value-driven population health. Just let that settle in for a moment, figure out what it be. Uh, Dr. Allen leads the Harris-Allen Group. He's founded in 1993 to improve the performance of health and health care. His clients have included employers and health plans and, and states, pharmas. Boy, I'll tell you what, he's just covered everybody. He's held posts at Wren, at Aetna, at Tufts Medical Center, Coopers and Librand. He's been in faculty at Yale, Thomas, Jefferson, and Brown. Whoa, what a set of credentials. He's uh, currently, he's presented and he's published very widely. He's a first authored just so many papers, we would just be here all day talking about that. But value-driven population health has begun a mainstay topic that we're all worried about, wondering about with all of our health care laws and changes. And as some of us are getting older every day, we're even more worried about that as to how our health is going to be impacted by not only regulations, but the type of health care available. So today in studio, we're going to have an exciting time talking about that subject. So Dr. Allen, I'm just going to have to ask this question. Go get it. Give me the heads up on value-driven population health. Uh, Michael and Rich, uh, thank you very much for this opportunity this morning. Delighted to be here. Value-driven population health, it, its mission is maximizing the value of every dollar spent on population health or health in populations. And it uh, the genesis comes from uh, the observation that we in this country spend so much more per person on health care than even the next developed country, one and a half times as much as second-ranked France, while at the same time, our aggregate health outcomes are moderate, uh, mediocre at best. And we're ranked 27th among OECD countries in life expectancy at birth. Mm. All right, so I'm feeling, we, I'm feeling poorly right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we simply do not get nearly the bang for the buck. And value-driven population health is about the business of bringing two relatively well-formed areas of science together, value and population health, into one new system. Uh, it offers objectives, measures, and tools that are focused on. Um, uh, measuring and um, uh, managing outcomes and costs in combination with, with one another for each of the major stakeholder groups that are determining health and healthcare outcomes in our country. You've got uh, providers, obviously. You've got patient consumers. Um, you've got purchasers like employers. You've got suppliers like pharma. And you've got health plans, what we call payers. Mm -hmm. Each of these different groups by, by virtue of the decisions that they are making, are contributing to the overall dilemma that we face, outcomes uh, that is now outcomes that are mediocre at best at the aggregate level, coupled with high costs. Well, now the high cost is what scares us all. And we, and we do know that employers have a responsibility and we're an entrepreneurial-based marketplace as well as a big company-based marketplace. And as you said, the, the insurers... Uh, have to be able to manage uh, the expenses as well as the hospitals try to. So how is that beginning to play into the big data game and looking at, we have so much information available now, why can't we do a better job, simply? 
Uh, that is uh, the million dollar question. <laughs> a million or a whole lot more. Um, How many trillions did we spend in healthcare in America I, today? I, I, we spend an awful lot. <laughs> Here, the, the, what I what we boil it down to is it's a matter of community will. Okay. Right. And what we want to do, uh, we've, I've recently re- relocated to Atlanta, as I was mentioning to you earlier. Well, before welcome the show. to our great city. We're great, yeah. the center I, of the earth, right? Uh, I, I grew up here, but then I went away for a bit and I can't have come back, right? Um, I would love to see a, a community initiative uh, get started here in Atlanta, which is about the business of bringing different stakeholder groups together, uh, everybody agreeing on benchmarks that reflect bottom line performance, and then fostering uh, dialogue, conversation, and competition ultimately amongst the various stakeholder groups relative to those outcomes and cost benchmarks. And uh, through a continual process, uh, which we envision, Atlanta has an opportunity here to do something that literally is not being done elsewhere in the country like it needs to be done. You have obviously... um, uh, breakthroughs that are being made with respect to improving value, but none where you're bringing all the different stakeholder groups together and working on on the uh, on a common undertaking. We actually have, I think, a, a really good analogy, if I may say so myself. Well, why why the, is it, Atlanta? Okay, the, go ahead. The, 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 we, we together are on a ship that I'll call the sinking Titanic. Oh, no. There we go. We, we Is simply, there another version of the Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> we, simply, we, we, simply, we simply can't continue on in the way we're going. We just can't. You know, it, and we have to change that. So, uh, Quick question. So we're on the Pro Business Channel. So talk to us about the corporate role in, 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 uh, in your arena. And um, how can companies, organizations be proactive? And, um, and you know, what's some upside to taking a proactive role? Uh, in, in our experience, uh, the, uh, the stakeholder group that has made the most progress with respect to improving how it performs its role as purchaser, it, our purchasers, right. so employers, right. uh, via um, well-done workplace wellness programs, have made uh, demonstrable gains with respect to um, uh, 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 improving uh, the health and productivity of their workforce while reducing what they're spending in healthcare. And one of the things that Sheldon will be talking about uh, is this conference that we have upcoming um, in September, where we're bringing self-insured employers together to talk about um, some of the breakthroughs that are being done, not only with respect to benefit design, but with, with respect to prevention, uh, improving cultures of wellness in the workplace, um, and what we're also going to be talking about is what uh, what the implications are here for other stakeholder groups. Employers have set excellent models. Leading employers have set excellent models uh, for other stakeholder groups to improve their how they're performing their roles. Dr. Allen, uh, one stakeholder you did not mention in that list was the government. And I was curious, uh, the state and federal, do you address them? Uh, well... Uh, yes, the state is uh, government is oftentimes in the purchaser role. All right, so employers and uh, Medicare and Medicaid all are considered purchasers, and to, to in that sense, government can itself be doing a better job in the purchaser role by ad- by adopting and implementing some of the strategies that that we could bring to the table. 
Absolutely. Now, now these are all broken down based on the fact that, as you, you said, you've picked Atlanta. I know we had a conference here back in May, which began to unleash some of these ideas over to CDC or Emory or somewhere. I remember hearing about that. But in actuality, it goes back to everybody kind of reporting what their outcomes are. Yes. And then beginning to manage those back against that thing called, quote, big data yes. to allow people to build some models which begin to have a better result. And how do we? How do people begin to get the advantage of all this great knowledge? I mean, how do we get it back out to the employers, to the government, to the hospitals, so forth? Talk about those things, Bill. Um, when we um, a- analyze uh, big data, uh, the challenge, of course, is converting that information, that data, into useful information. And um, there are a variety of different reporting strategies that have been developed that can be contoured to the specific different stakeholder groups. Um, and what we envision here is an initiative that, in fact, would be continuously and, r- and routinely uh, reporting back um, uh, cost and outcome information that are relevant to how the, the each of the different stakeholder groups are performing their roles. Well, well, we'll be interested to hear how we might develop that. I know you mentioned that one of our other guests has a, a conference upcoming to kind of begin to do that. But uh, Dr. Allen, one thing is I know that m- many of our listeners want to get in touch with you directly, and you said you've moved back to Atlanta. So how do we get in touch with you again? Um, the best way. The Value Driven Population Health Initiative has a website. Real simple. <laughs> VDPH.us. That's VDPH.us. Good. And there you will have you have all sorts of contact information. You can reach me directly. Very good. Well, we look forward to uh, following up with you and maybe having you back in the studio after we get some results of the process. So uh, here on the Pro Business Channel, we're going to move on to our next guest now. And Mr. Casanova, would you uh, bring the next guest to the table? Absolutely. I want to uh, welcome everyone to Georgia Business Radio, being brought to you on in part by the Pro Business Channel Networks. Um, your host, Rich Casanova, alongside Michael Moore and Artie Rudiman. And we're going to begin a conversation right now with our first guest, uh, Shel- Sheldon Tyndall, an experienced uh, executive in the healthcare IT space, filling roles of uh, CIO, enterprise project manager, consultant, and business owner in the past 41 years. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you don't even look all you 41 yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah um currently sheldon's involved in event management company s4 events uh, dedicated to providing quality events in the healthcare space currently s4 is hosting an employer healthcare cost reduction and quality improvement conference uh coming up here in september so uh sheldon talk to us about um this conference what what, what do you hope to accomplish what are some takeaways that an attendee might experience First, um, appreciate all of y'all letting us be here today. And um, the conference that we're we're putting together in September, September thirteenth at the gallery is really a, a uh, an all day conference that's designed around uh, companies who have a high expense in the in the healthcare cost um, line item um, to cover either um, some sort of health related cost for their employees. Um, Typically, that line item is number two or number three behind raw materials and direct labor for almost any size company. Um, in, in our world that we live in today, um, empl- uh, companies who have over 50 employees are required to have health care coverage. Those that are under 50 and, and under don't necessarily have to do that. So our, really, our target market is really uh, the decision makers for the health care cost responsibility on the expense side for companies. I mean, we certainly would welcome uh, companies less than that 50 who do provide some sort of health care coverage, but it's really targeted to any company who has a desire to reduce their health care cost spend. Um, and then we've got a good lineup of speakers, including Dr. Allen and others uh, locally and regionally, as well as nationally. 
and um, hope to really bring some awareness and and um, education around how, how to go about reducing that dollar spend, you know, two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen, twenty percent, um, with the objective of reducing cost and improving quality outcomes. So correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first of its kind, right? I mean, you've been doing events uh, under your event management company for a number of years, but this is a new venture it, for it this is. specific event? Yeah, as best we know, there's not a dedicated conference um, series around the country that that does this. You, you can go to conferences, uh, particularly healthcare conferences, that talk about reducing costs from the provider side, but they're really not dedicated to the employer marketplace. And our, our objective here is to really to reach out to all companies across all all industries, healthcare included, who's uh, who has that that expense line item that says, "Hey, look, we want to reduce our cost, and we want to pr- get the outcome of having better, healthier um, population health, employee population." Sheldon, yes, sir. Um, who will be attending the the conference? Will it just be purchases? Will it also be providers? So we're reaching out for attendees to be basically a decision maker that could be a, a benefits or an HR person in a, in a company, it could be a CFO, could be a CEO, or could be a multitude of those. It's We're really trying to get to the decision maker of who can make some, some uh, choices about how they go about covering their employees. It could be a provider. It could be a, a healthcare provider. It could be a physician's office. It could be, um, again, Conf- uh, um, companies across all industries, because we all have that same companies have that same same line item, if you will, that healthcare cost line item. What, what's the format or agenda for the conference? So today we have um, at least uh, uh, an hour slots of of uh, speakers lined up from about eight thirty nine o'clock to three thirty four o'clock or or later. Um, the idea is to have uh, a speaker talk about their subject of expertise, and then we will have, um, at the end of the day, we'll bring up all of those speakers back up on the stage to do a Q&A. We may very well have one, at least one, maybe more panel discussion. So we take these experts, we put them up on the stage, and we do a dialogue of Q&A through the, that panel discussion. Well, one of the problems right now is the confusion about what the results are of, of health care. Uh, as as a as a company decides what they can afford based on the model you said about the financial side, and then you have the the insurers deciding what they can afford to provide, you have the hospitals providing what they want to provide, and then you have the government asking those questions about how this all is supposed to work, and we don't know how to tell you to make it work. Right now, we're in a whole lot of confusion. So, is this program really going to help these providers of? Employee benefits per se I, do a better I, job. I'm counting on that. Actually, the, uh, <laughs> the our U.S. healthcare system is very complicated, and we have not got the time today to to cover that. But um, I, I have my own thoughts about it that I'll share at a later point in time. But the point is here is is that. It's been proven um, over the past recent years that employers who take ownership of that um, that employee health population of their employee group uh, have made some significant improvements in health status outcomes and cost reduction. It, it simply means they're doing they need to be doing something different. 
Um, and we're not necessarily trying to turn their world upside down. We're just saying, look at some of these options that from the people who are going to be our presenters, uh, expert presenters who have case studies, who have um, empl- who are employers, who have made a difference, and and various different speakers who ha- are providing some level of different way of thinking about how to take care of your employee population. Well, I know one of the reasons you've, you mentioned to me you've decided to do this program was because people did not know what some of the success factors were. They did not know some of the true stories of how employers had provided a higher level of coverage by, through, through less expense, as you say, saving some dollars, but also improving the lives of their employees, which is going to improve the result of their company. Correct. So talk a little bit about the founding idea of putting this conference together and seeking out experts like Dr. Allen to be on your staff. Yeah, appreciate you asking that. So this conversation actually started many months ago, and it really was around the idea of where we talked with a broker who specialized around healthcare, and then we began creating a bigger circle, if you will, of, of people who were involved in that. And in Georgia, there's a there's a pretty big effort or a, of at least initiative of trying to reaching out to companies who are already in this mode of how, how do I do something different to instead of looking at two, three, four, five percent increases just because that's the way the world has been for the past 30, 40 years. How, how do I look at increasing my health employee status and, and maybe doing it in a very different way that that, that gives us less cost? And so that's really the the idea of, of how this whole thing got started, and it's still on an on an evolutionary snowballing effect. <laughs> well, I know you've had you mentioned you'd had a lot of interest from other folks as well as you're beginning to finish up building your speaking staff and yes. your presentation people. But you know, what are the outcomes you're looking for? I mean, really. So our our outcomes that we're looking for are really um, a, a much bigger uh, growth of companies who are who have who are willing to step up to the line and say, uh, let's do something different for our employees that make our employees happier, make us happier, uh, have higher productivity. And if at least they begin that dialogue. So if, if the idea is that, that we have a number of attendees who, who make connections with the presenters, some of, some of the companies that will be attending will be attending who are have have already crossed that line and will be either sharing their stories and or learning what other companies are doing. So it's really a networking sharing of experience, listening to experts in the field, listening to case studies like Dr. Harris is going to bring, and a, a whole wide variety of of nuggets of information and if and if they can walk away with one or two nugget if you will um that would save a thousand two thousand five thousand you know thousands of dollars which is uh, certainly predictable um then everybody wins well and also improving the quality of care which is really Absolutely. all about it's about personal 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 results which is what we're really interested in so rich um so give us a little bit of rundown on the event itself like uh how would people get tickets participate what's the hours of the event and the location and so forth yeah so the location is at galleria uh here in atlanta cobb galleria um and the business uh, the, the conference will start actually about eight o'clock with some welcome and and um coffee you gotta have coffee yeah, yeah. we gotta have coffee <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, you're in I'm, big I'm, trouble if i show up and there's no coffee yeah I mean, you can rest your <laughs> if i'm there and we're gonna have coffee. Oh, nice nice yeah so um we, we'll have that um 
you you can register at um, the the URL for our for our web for our conference website is Great Reveal G R E A T R E V E A L dot com. Uh, that takes you to our website. There's um, um, some links on the homepage that'll take you to the registration for attendees as well as exhibitors who might want to exhibit. Um, and then there's some other tabs for some other information that kind of explain our, our speakers' schedule layout, et cetera. Now, I've been to the website, and as a WordPress uh, genius or guru, I'm not sure which one I am, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a very impressive website, by the way. Yeah, Thank you very just much. Just as a footnote. Uh, all right, so uh, Sheldon, pleasure having you here on the show, on the Georgia's Business uh, Radio Show. We look forward to the event coming up uh, in the fall here. Thank you. Welcome to the Georgia Business Radio Show here on Pro Business Channel Network. Sitting alongside me from Pro Business Channel is Richard Casanova and Michael Moore. Our guest today is Harry Mack, founder of Dreams, Inc., and that's Dreams with a Z. That's right. <laughs> like you're falling asleep, a Z's. I just got it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dreams is a custom website design strategic marketing and branding company. And boy, I wish I had met you three months ago. I have been laboring over my website for three months now. So I'm very interested in what you have to say. Welcome, Harry. Thank you so much for having me, all of you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I'm always interested in the personal bio of our guest. Can you tell us something about your background and how you became engaged in website design and marketing and the industry itself and dreams? Absolutely, sir. Go uh, dreams. All right. So, uh, as as you said, my name is Harry Mack, and I'm the president and founder of Go Dreams Inc. Uh, uh, we founded this company about a decade ago. Just we uh, mm. called Dreams Unlimited Studio, and mm. uh, in 2014, we incorporated to a newer brand, which is Go Dreams. Um, I'm MBA in marketing, and marketing has been my passion all around. Uh, I've did some corporate jobs as my experience before I uh, decided to become an entrepreneur, and uh, I always wanted to help. Uh, you know, these small business owners, uh, give them tools uh, and resources, which I have seen uh, as a corporate employee that uh, the bigger corporates have at their disposable. Um, and I thought, why not, you know, mix and combine those tools and uh, strategies and give it to the uh, these small business owners and, let, you know, have the opportunity to grow their businesses. Uh, so that's what we do at GoDreams. Uh, we have a very powerful award-winning dashboard where, which we provide to these small business owners, uh, which gives them all these tools. Your company provides custom and, according to your website, unique website That's designs. Right. That's right. Tell us what differentiates Go Dreams from the competitors. Uh, the number one is the number of awards. If you go to my website, uh, I'm not bragging about it, but literally we got tons of awards for best web design and marketing company year after year. Uh, recent one being the best of Gwinnett uh uh, web design and media company as well. Uh, we have developed some real unique, um, and, and here's the difference. Uh, when we work on any project, be it design or be it marketing campaigns, we focus on uh, the customer's vision. That means what exactly you want to achieve, you know, by creating a site or by setting up a campaign. And that's where uh, the difference is. An internet is really, for marketing purposes, just a giant billboard. So how can you quantify the effects? Absolutely. Um, so that has been changing uh, almost on day-to-day -day or month-to-month -month basis. There is so many types of innovations and technological update happening in the industry as, as our online marketing is concerned. Uh, and that's where our, our dashboard comes in play. And we actually do create a lot of automations, uh, which again, cre uh, gets the prospect 
user or a prospect customer into some kind of a marketing funnel for a client and that creates a never-ending communication between the business owner and the prospective customers and and that just keeps changing again and depending on what kind of upgrade the overall industry gets we are always trying to adopt those changes well harry let's let's drill down a little bit into that analytics and that information opportunity it sounds like to me you take a lot of pride in, in making sure your agency trains the people who actually need to use the website and uh, take some of the day-to-day burden off of that communication process with your great agency. So talk to me about some of the success stories or testimonials of your customers and what kind of results you've seen out in the marketplace. Excellent. That's my favorite topic indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Talk Mike, about, talk about yourself. <laughs> talk about yeah. yourself. <laughs> Hope you got enough time for that today. All right. Uh, so success stories actually includes um, uh, multiple um, segments right from uh, a national bank to a small business owner to a restaurant entrepreneur. And uh, one of my favorite stories uh, is how we have uh, made this huge change in the overall hospitality industries. Uh, so what you've done is uh, we have uh, created a system on our dashboard which actually starts right uh, at the point of sale system when a customer walks in to buy something and that first transaction what happens from there all the way to their social media or to their um, uh, mobile numbers or cell phone numbers everything is taken into consideration when you're sending those communication of course with the consent of the end user so you don't want to spam people you know when's their birthday and how much did they spend last time right yeah (laughs) so everything it, it it you know like a lot of our customers who have our system, when their customer call in, the guy would actually answer the phone with a name and would be having the ability to actually tell them, oh, so you want your favorite, you know, uh, pepperoni pizza with pineapple on it? Or I mean, what calorie is his favorite? Uh, so that level of interaction and data and analytics is available at the disposal of that cashier standing behind the restaurant counter. And he doesn't need to remember a thing. All he has to do is just just answer the phone and the system sure. shows him all the data now so you've you've grown into this business and it's been an evolution you've been at it for a number of years what have been some of the challenges you've you've overcome or some of the blinding flashes of the obvious you've inter- integrated your business to make it even better and better and get all the tons of awards as you mentioned earlier excellent so uh the one of the challenges uh, and it's also kind of a great thing to have is the constant update in technology uh, it's been it's been changing at a rapid pace uh, if you're an agency who cannot adopt those changes on a regular basis if you cannot uh, deliver what the customer requires uh, that's that's something which has been very challenging for us but we have again have a very healthy uh, uh, training process internally for our, our team members as well as we keep that training uh, to our uh, customers as well, to the business owner, that how and what tools will be used when whenever there is some kind of a change. Example, the huge change in the POS industry when EMV came in. So we had to adopt to all those different devices which are already there in the market which people are using and come up with a quick solution so that that EMV is not a problem for them. And we did it in the quickest turnaround time. I think the, the very first few companies who actually could complete the integration of EMV across was GoDreams. Mm-hmm. In the Atlanta market. Well, congratulations. Um, so, speaking of companies, well, first of all, I like the uh, the premise behind uh, dreams is because it signifies vision. Absolutely right. Uh, but beyond that, you mentioned companies. So, drop some name. I went to your website. There's some pretty impressive brands <laughs> on your website. Drop some of those names, if you would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the most popular names uh, would be including MF Sushi Atlanta. Um, if you guys have heard of uh, the Grindhouse Burger um, yeah. and uh, K Wings. Uh, we have huge uh, clientele in the um, Indian hospitality. Anyone feel like Indian right. food here? 
Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you bring some with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> now we really like it even more. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So, so again, as far as the Indian hospitality goes, I would I take a lot of pride because uh, you would see probably ninety percent of the Indian restaurants or Indian hospitality businesses are uh, our clientele right now as of now, and and that's that's a huge pride for me and my team as well. Um, another big names are Embassy National Bank uh, or Underwood University or. Um, I mean, I can the list wow, can go yeah. on. Um, and so, uh, what are some you know challenges or do's and don'ts or things you you you, uh, you see with some of your clients when they're coming on board that the mistakes maybe some they're making um, in their website and their marketing? Yeah, so I think the most um, uh, most uh, biggest uh, challenge that we have seen and the mistakes that our clients uh, have seen obviously making is. Uh, a lot of time they come up with preconceived notions that you know this thing can only do certain amount of stuff so they have no idea no education about like social media for example is a very powerful tool but a lot of time the client don't understand the power of social media right. um, new things like recently like facebook actually opened up an api to create more automations on messenger right now not all the agencies know that and not the customer don't know that about it um, and when we pitch them and we tell them this is how we show them one of the automations we you know we've done for a client right. and they're like oh wow is that even possible even can we send uh, information to our user directly on his facebook inbox not on his timeline right not as a blog post but something going in his facebook inbox and our answer is yes and they're like oh wow we've never heard about that there's a facebook inbox yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, messenger. yeah. it's called messenger, uh, messenger. i've turned yeah. that on and off whatever i can't decide yeah. if i'm adopting that or not and we just discovered you can now have a video uh, instead of your banner on facebook whatever right yeah which is really yeah, which is yeah really that's cool. that's pretty cool that's yeah, the yeah. latest update they've come on the business timelines man we may need to have you back talking about uh, go dreams uh, print and your other ventures and uh updates on your business and so forth but for right now uh harry what's the best way for people to reach out and, and get in touch with you excellent so the best uh, way would be to actually uh download our app uh go to your ios uh device or your android device type go dreams uh, g-o space d-r-e E A M Z, and then you see our uh, app right there. Download it and click on sign up. That's and one way to uh, get an access to our dashboard. Something which we actually offering to all the listeners of Pro Business uh, Channel uh, today. That if nice. you want to go ahead and download the app, and if you click on sign up, you're going to be having a free access to your dashboard only for today. Whoever is listening oh, to the sweet. show. Oh wow! All right, that's, I love I'm dashboards. Does it come with a Corvette or Ferrari or a <laughs> yeah, Maserati? <laughs> is it a, a self-driving dashboard? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice. And uh, so you have it for uh, apples and also for oranges, because I'm an orange, not an apple, right? <laughs> so right. Android, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, Harry, pleasure having you on the show on the Georgia Business uh, Radio Show. Thank Look you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, if I could offer one additional thing. Sure. Um, what is not commonly known here in the state is, despite all the wonderful innovation and breakthrough that we see, particularly in the Atlanta area, the state of Georgia is actually ranked 48th. 48th out of the 50 states in terms wow. of health outcomes. And um, so there is a lot of room for improvement here. And employers have the opportunity to lead the way here. Um, I, one other point that's worth mentioning. Um, we can't make workplace wellness the specific um, and only cause, but we know that, work, that employers that do workplace wellness well actually have, can outperform the, the, the stock market. There have been three studies recently done that have shown that, that portfolios of workplace wellness winners have outperformed the 
S&P 500 by anywhere from 8 to 16%. No, I, I can imagine that, yeah. It's really quite amazing. Yeah. Now, we can't say workplace wellness is the only thing. Right, yeah. But it's a big part of it. All right. So, uh, gentlemen, um, that wraps up another episode of Georgia Business Radio. We'll uh, see you all next time. We've been talk talking about doing a um, spotlight episode, a series on just corporate wellness. So, we may need to re-engage on that, yeah. And we'll need some help in social media and marketing that. Yeah. So Dash dashboards, dashboards, yeah. dashboards. Yeah, I'm all excited about dashboards. <laughs> Gold <laughs> dreams, dashboards. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you again for joining Rich Casanova and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show, and stay tuned for the next episode of Georgia Business Radio.